everybody. Welcome to another episode of Sex, Love, and Injectables. I'm your host, Heather, and we are continuing the Enneagram series. We're more than halfway through at this point. I don't know if that makes you guys excited or sad. I hope it's excited. Or sorry, no, I hope it's not excited. I hope it's sad because it's been really fun for me. I know I'm not an expert in this field, so I've been learning right along with you guys. But some of these are a struggle to get through. Like the last one, type four, it was just me. And after that episode, when I listened to it, I promised myself that you guys wouldn't have to deal with another episode of me being the only person talking about it because, you know, I'm a type three, so it's hard for me to talk about other types. But here I am by myself again because I have no friends. But, you know, in the limited number of friends I do have, I definitely don't have friends that are type fives. And I've been talking, leading up to this, talking about how type fives and I don't get along. And even when I did a poll on my Instagram to see if I knew anybody that was a type five, it was like three people. And of those three people, no offense, but none of y'all would be a good fit for the show. Cause it's just, it would just be a roast fest between you and you know, me. And I'm a pretty good roaster. I think If you hear background noise, the guest that I do have is my dog Lizzo, and she's a Frenchie, so she sounds like a pig sometimes. So before we get into that, let's talk a little bit about the WTFs of 2020, because at this point, the term what the fuck is trademarked by 2020, and I think it's become this thing where back in the day, back in BC, which is before coronavirus, we would blame things on random situations like, oh, it's a full moon out there or, oh, it's Mercury retrograde. Or now I've even learned there's something called Mars retrograde, which I'm here for it because it gives me somebody else to blame besides myself when shit goes wrong, right? Now it's 2020. 2020 is now the thing that when shit goes wrong, that's what we blame it on. And it's become like a daily thing for me. Like if I stub my toe on a corner of furniture, I'm like, ugh, fucking 2020. If a guy acts like a piece of shit, I'm like, fucking 2020. If, you know, there's a fucking wildfire out on the side of the planet, fucking 2020. It's, it's almost like I'm not surprised whenever new developments, new bad developments happen because that's just been the theme for 2020, which is why at the whole beginning of this thing, you know, you still have to look for silver linings and silver lining for me is starting this podcast during 2020. But for me, it's like, I just, nothing phases me anymore. It's just an expectation that 2020 is going to suck. So, and that's kind of a good thing too. expect the worst, hope for the best. So the recent what the fuck developments that's happened in my life have been, you know, my kids started school, which normally would be an exciting thing for a parent. You know, some we're sad at first to see them go to school, but then we quickly realize like this is great because they have something to occupy their time and we have a little bit more freedom. But 2020 fucked that shit up because now it's virtual. It's virtual. Like they expect me to be their co-host teacher. And I literally the other day was scrolling on, I think, TikTok. And there was this video of this grown ass man crying to his 
son's, I think, middle school teacher or no, not even middle school. It was an elementary school teacher because what in the actual fuck kind of math are they teaching them in elementary school? Nobody gets it. I'm not looking forward to it. I haven't even looked at it because I already know that I'm going to feel like a dumb bitch trying to figure it out. But he had grown ass man tears because he couldn't figure out how to do simple math and he's like you're being unreasonable and the teacher was savage she's just like I don't have time for this get your son back on the other side of the computer so you know the WTF moment for me is my kids started virtual kindergarten and they're doing it at their daycare so my kids are confused AF because they're all excited. I'm like, are you guys ready for kindergarten? They're excited, but then I'm taking them to the same school that they've been going to. So they're like disappointed, which I'm like, sorry, kids, 2020. Like, that's just the way that it is. It's a disappointment. But, you know, it's just it's a weird time. So I'm really even though 2020 is closing up, it's already September, which is weird. I'm not sad about it this year. Like, I feel like this has been uh, the year that it's just a wash and we've learned a lot. We've grown a lot. We're coming out stronger. Like we're coming out a little bit scared of what's going to happen next, but it's, I feel like for the love of God, 2021, it's going to be our year. It has to be our year. Cause if it's not like, I don't know what I'm going to do. If 2021 is like, what if this is a precursor to 2021? I just, I can't even, I literally in the most white basic bitch way to say, I literally cannot even if 2021 is worse than 2020. Right. So what I heard real quick is that uh, I heard that the Mayans were dyslexic. And remember when everyone was freaking out about 2012, it was actually 2021. Can you not? I'm just saying. What if that's true? Right. What if that is it? Oh my. Okay. What if that is it? If that's it, I'm going to be an alcoholic and I'm not going to remember shit. I'm just going to roll through 2021 being drunk as fuck. And then by the end of it, y'all can tell me what happened and I'll I'll figure it out along the way, I guess. But I mean, it hasn't been that bad. We've done some good things in 2020, right, John? I think so. I think that, got, uh, this this 2020 has been some had some really yeah. cool stuff, despite all the bullshit. Despite the bullshit, I it hasn't that, I think been. We've had some fun stuff. It's been fun. It hasn't been that bad. And it's and definitely I'll, built character. <laughs> I'm stronger. <laughs> Me too. I think it has built character. We've seen people's true colors too. That's very true. You know, there's A two types of people. Yeah, and there's like with everything going on in the world. Whoa. Yeah. Like how people, how people handle things. And that's why I'll forever say like, even in my dating experience, I look for people that have gone through adversity now because it teaches you how strong they are, how resilient they are. And you know, those little kids, how they don't fold under pressure. Yeah. A it's lot like of people life fold. is all about pressure. And if you can't find somebody who can withstand some with, yeah. withstand breaking and have a little bend to them, yeah. then that's not the right person, especially from people like us who have been through a lot. Yeah. Like I'm looking for the motherfuckers that are like crocodile Dundee. Like you see some shit coming up and you're like, let's get closer. That's the type <laughs> of person that I want to be around because <laughs> like they're, they're strong. You don't know what's about to fucking happen. It could be bad or it could be really fucking cool. So you're the stereotypical white girl that runs upstairs in a scary movie. Is that the, t yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. You know, and that pisses me off too. Killer, yeah. Run upstairs instead of out the front door. You know what? Yeah. I am that person. Or like, oh, what was that crazy noise? Let's go check it out. <laughs> but I, you know, it's drama. I like drama. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm not going to be that person that's like, I don't like drama because we know you're lying. What was that movie with uh, Paris Hilton back in the day? Um, <sighs> Where she died in like the first five minutes. It was like the wax house or. I don't think I saw that one. Oh, it was horrible. Horrible. Well, it had Paris Hilton in it. I think I probably avoided it like I normally would. It was a wax house. She died like in the first five minutes because she ran after like, oh my God, it's a crazy sound. Let's go check it out. Died. Isn't that the most frustrating? That's why I don't watch scary movies because why people do be like that. We hear something. We're like. What is that? Let's go investigate. Let's go investigate it. But not with a weapon. Let's let's get my baseball bat. Because that's going to do it. I don't even own one of those. <laughs> they have my guns coming hot. My little bicep guns. That's what I'll be using. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I see them. Right? I see them yeah. coming out. I've worked, on, I've worked on them a little bit. I've I worked see, on them a little bit. I see you. Anyways, <clears throat> enough about my guns. Let's talk a little bit. This is going to be short and sweet. Again, because I don't want to be the host and by myself on these Enneagram types that I'm not too familiar with because it's not going to be that exciting, but I'm going to try to make it as comical as possible. The first thing I'm going to say is there's a reason why I don't have anybody in my life that is a type five because, okay, type fives, they're called AKA the investigator. And I just don't need that type of negativity in my life. Don't investigate me. My life is private and I like to keep it that way. Um, so the basic fear of the type five is being useless, helpless, or incapable. So from what I'm gathering, they like to be helpful. And if not, then they don't, they don't get that like motivation for doing other things. Their basic desire is to be capable and competent, which makes sense because against the basic fear, like they want to be able to do things and they want to be able to do it independently. And in fact, that's one of the reasons why I don't have very many people in my life that are fives because fives like to be alone. They like independence for them is super important. Um, some of their motivators, they want to possess knowledge. They want to understand the environment that they live in. They want to have everything figured out as a way of develop or defending themselves from threats from their environment. So, you know, the only way that I can kind of relate to this is Whenever I first became a nurse working on the unit, I didn't know much about anything. And we all know that feeling. You don't want to be the dumb one. You don't want to feel stupid, but we all have to start somewhere. So I remember as a new baby nurse, just feeling super dumb and not like the opposite of competent and just worrying about what other people were going to think about me because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. That's kind of how I can relate to what a type five goes through every single day. They want to always be somebody that understands their environment. So in a nutshell, the world of fives, they respond by asking, what do I think? Not what do you think? They don't care what you think. They want to know what they think. They manage everything in their heads. Their lives are well-planned. They, they are not 
spontaneous. Spontaneous is not a part of their bio at any point. They have a predictable schedule and their calendar is organized. So every single thing that I've said about fives in a nutshell, completely opposite of what I am. So I feel like, again, you're going to hear me say this throughout this episode. That's why we're not friends. Because if you look at my calendar, it looks like post-it notes have vomited all up in it. And I'll probably use an organizer for like the first two months. Like I get super excited to buy one. You put your information in there. It's all cute. You start putting in your calendar. And then I swear by March, it's I don't use it. So then I try to use the one on my phone. And then next thing you know, I look around my room and I have 10 calendars. I've got 20 to-do list and you know, it's just a mess. So opposite of fives, fives have their calendar. It's, it is the task manager. It's what they go by. Their morning routine is the same. So for example, type five, wake up at six, six Oh two, get out of bed, 6.03, go to the bathroom, 6.05, brush your teeth, and so on and so forth. For me, my morning routine looks more like, all right, I'm going to set 20 different alarms and I'm going to snooze 15 of them. And then I have five left. And that's like the final five countdown. And it's a risky thing. You're playing the dice. Am I going to wake up within those five alarms? Maybe. I hope so. If not, the next day, I'm probably going to set 25. So it's it's just a little bit more chaotic than the fives. Um, they're fives. The relationships are riskier and they're misunderstood by the because they're they're misunderstood by the feeling types because they are the thinkers. So, and again, they're very independent. They don't want to be in a relationship. They're very happy and content being by themselves. They almost overvalue that independence and so they have a very limited capacity for interaction with other people. So, again, like they're probably the people, this is what I imagine. They're probably the people, which again, I can really relate to this. They probably make plans to do stuff just so that they can be social. And then they probably <clears throat> are upset that they made those plans, which I can relate to. We all know that feeling like where you're like, oh yeah, no, I'd love to go. And then that day comes and you're still sitting on the couch 20 minutes before you're supposed to go. And you're like, why did I do this to myself? So um, with all the Enneagrams, you have a stress number and then you have a secure number. The stress number is the type that you go to, obviously, when you're feeling stressed. And the secure number is what type you go to whenever you're the opposite of stress, whenever you feel like you're in the right place at the right time. So when they're stressed, they move to a type seven. And we haven't talked about type sevens yet, but this for five allows them to lean into what other people think. They're no longer just that me, 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 they're open to seeing what you think. So they're less focused on themselves. They have more fun. They're less restrained and they're more comfortable in the world of other people. Um, and when they're secure, they, they move to a type eight and we have not talked about type eights yet either, but in this, they're more spontaneous. They're they're more outspoken, they're more connected to their feelings, and they're less afraid of activity. So they invest more in others and receive a greater return. Because again, these are people that don't want to be bothered by your bullshit. They just want to be by themselves. Um, so 
let's, I'm going to correlate this to some of the other types. Cause, um, if you haven't listened to any of the shows before I'm using a couple different resources, but one of the main ones that I'm using is, uh, Suzanne St- Stabile, Stabile. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing her last name correctly. So I apologize for that, but it's called the path between us and it's an Enneagram book, but it does more on the topic of relationships between Enneagrams and Obviously, I need all the help I can get in relationships, so I grabbed this one. Um, So fives and other Enneagram numbers, if you're looking at a five and a one, fives and ones. So fives tend to struggle with the one's desire for perfection. And I want you guys to notice a common theme. Every number with a five has conflict. So fives tend to struggle with the one's desire for perfection. The criticism of ones often make five feel inadequate and incompetent. And if you remember fives want to feel competent. So I don't feel like five and one should go together. So I'm sorry if you're with a one and you're a five and vice versa. It's just not going to work out for you guys. Just it's better for you to tell me that now than for you to learn later. Fives and twos. Fives have a hard time with the effusive affection of twos. Like they're too feely for the fives. So the twos way of being in the world seems like a waste of energy to a five, but twos are good social models for fives. So it's almost like a five and a two. They don't get along. Fives think twos are annoying. This is how I'm, I'm basically like trying to make this sound in my head. So hopefully this makes sense, but they're annoyed by twos feels because they are thinkers. Um, fives and threes. And again, I'm a three. So threes are busy with their own lives. So they don't require too much from the fives. Like we're like, we can't be bothered by your, your thoughts, but threes care a lot about image and what other people think about them accurate. And that is a, that's seldom a concern for fives. Fives have a gift to offer, offer threes in teaching them the value of withdrawing, but I don't really want to withdraw, right? Like I just want to do what I want and like, leave me alone. Let me do what I want. Um, fives and fours, <laughs> perhaps the most challenging personality type on the Enneagram for fives is fours since they are opposite in many ways. And I think that because fours are the most feeling type of people and fives are the most thinking types of people. So I don't know, basically if you're in a relationship with a four and a five, you should just end it now. It just doesn't sound like it's going to be a good fit. And you can thank me later. It's going to hurt at first, but then just put your big girl pants back on. It's going to be fine. Um, fives are mo- shocker. Fives are most comfortable with fives because the connection involves thinking. So the challenge is to use thinking, feeling, and doing. So that sound doesn't that sound like a really boring ass relationship? Like, I'm sorry. It, I and I do. I apologize. If you're a five and you're listening, um, this might not be the best interpretation, and you are more than welcome to message me and correct me on this. It just sounds like y'all are gonna be thinking about stuff all day and not doing shit. But if that's what you like, whatever floats your boat and you're happy about it. See, I feel like fives are so busy analyzing and worried about the future of what could happen that they forget to live in the present and then the whole life passes by. Yeah, because it's not on their master planner stuff. Exactly. So um, fives and six, the loyalty of sixes is a gift for fives, but social anxiety in fives can be exacerbated by a six who's unfamiliar territory. A good exchange is if the five can be rational about a six's unwarranted fears 
And if the five lets a six help plan solutions for situations that make them anxious. I feel like this is the most promising for you guys so far. So maybe find you, find you a six. Um, fives, sevens, and eights. This is a triplicate. Triplicate. Fives share a line with sevens and eights on the Enneagram. Eights learn from fives the value of pulling back. And fives offer sevens a chance to find balance between participation and observation. Sevens offer fives a lightheartedness that can keep them from taking themselves too seriously. So see, it's like everything is so serious with y'all. Like y'all just need to not be so serious. And then last but not least, fives and nines. Nines are a challenge when they don't just go along with what fives think, which is really odd because we haven't talked about nines yet, but nines usually go along with anything. So I feel like if nines can't even get along with fives, like this is a problem. Um, but anyways, it says, but that's good for fives. I don't know why. Nines may ramble a bit, but in important matters, they are independent thinkers and it's a gift that they don't pressure five to do things that they don't want to do. So in conclusion to Heather's effed up interpretation, unprofessional opinion on Enneagrams, fives are not, I don't, they suck. I'm sorry, guys. I, that sounds so bad, but I'm saying this with conviction because there's not that many fives that there was like three. Do you know any fives, John? I don't, if I do, I don't really associate with them, but see, I don't think that the people themselves suck. I just think they've kind of have a predisposition that they could possibly conquer. Yeah. You know, something you're not, I don't think you're saying that those people suck. The people don't suck. The challenges that they have to overcome. Yes. Which leads me into the last bit of this growth recommendations by Heather with resources brought to you by Dr. Google. Growth. (laughs) It's true. Okay. Because I did, I spun off of this a little bit. So, you know how in school when it's like, make this your own work and it's like birds can fly. So then you say, flying is a part of what birds do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's what I did. That's what I did there. They use their wings. They they use their wings and glide by flapping. By flapping said wings. So the growth recommendations for fives, learn to notice when your thinking and speculating takes you out of the immediacy of your experience. Your mental capacities can be a gift, but also a trap when you use them to retreat. And I think that's what John was saying, because you're so caught up in your thinking that you're not living. So be aware of your overthinking because it can be taking away from your life experience. Uh, Number two, make an effort to learn to calm the fuck down without drugs or alcohol. (laughs) I don't know why I'm laughing at that. Maybe it's because John made me an entire picture of tequila over here. Um, Number three, learn to be okay getting advice from others that you trust, which like I get it, you like to be independent and do things on your own, but it's okay to find somebody that you trust and get advice from them. I think that that also is healthy. And then last but not least, notice when you're getting intensely involved in projects that don't support your self-esteem, your confidence or life situation. And how I'm interpreting that is just don't get caught up in the BS of life. Um, You know, don't take things so seriously and intense. Intense just doesn't sound fun. And there's a time and a place to be intense. So don't take my, like all things on the podcast, take my advice as a grain of salt and, you know, take with it what you will. But 
I feel like life is meant to be more fun. And if people go into it more lighthearted and just try to change your attitude from a a period of, you know, being victim and negative to an attitude of gratitude and being thankful for the things that you have in life and how truly blessed that we are for having a lot of the things that we do have that several people don't, life can be what you make it. It could be a lot more enjoyable. And I did say that as part of my show the other day or on my Instagram the other day by saying, you know, there's certain things in life that can be kind of crappy. Like I didn't get to see my kids off to their first day of kindergarten. That could wreck some people's day because it's emotional and it's, you know, sad and whatever. And my, I, told myself this from when I woke up that morning, I'm not going to be sad about this. What I'm going to be is grateful that they have their dad in their life to take them to their first day of kindergarten. And what I can do is make it even more special by extending that into, you know, I got them on their third day of kindergarten. So we did third day of kindergarten pictures and they were super excited because we got to dress up. They got to show me their work from school and it's okay. You can just, you can make You can make something beautiful out of something tragic and it's cheesy, but it's true. So hope you guys enjoyed that show. We're going to be doing Enneagram Type 6 next with Miss Tiffany Blackman. She is the master of all trades. I can't wait for you guys to hear that show and learn more about Type 6s. Even if you're not a Type 6, make sure you tune in. We have something for everybody for this series. It helps you to relate to other people. I guarantee with the sixes, you will have people in your life that that are sixes that you can better communicate with. You learn how they think, how they feel, how they react, and it's awesome. So make sure you you stay tuned for that one. Also, make sure you're following me on Instagram. I do a lot of interactive polls and stories with you guys to keep you up to date on not just this podcast, but just life in general. I like to think I'm somewhat entertaining. Um, you can follow me at injector underscore Heather. Make sure you go on iTunes and subscribe to the show. And if you really want to be extra super awesome, make sure you leave a review for the show. It helps us move up in the rankings on the podcast. It helps us to survive. And I just feel like I have so much more to talk to you guys about. So thank you again for listening to Sex, Love, and Injectables. Again, I'm Heather, and I look forward to talking with you guys again on the next episode. Bye.